Welcome back, everyone. Inside Boxing Live. I am Dan Cunobio. He is the former 140-pound champion, Mr. Chris Algieri. And guess what, folks? We're getting closer and closer to Taylor and Tiafimo, but we're getting also getting closer to our fight night pregame party this Saturday, Jack Doyle's NYC uh, over on 35th Ave and 7th, uh, excuse me, 35th Street and 7th Ave. Uh, Zil Zhang is coming through. We'll be there from 4 to 7. Then we'll all walk over uh, to the garden to watch Taylor and, and Tiafimo. Tickets are going fast. First 50, uh, get a free drink. So check out our the link in our bio. Uh, and ch- check out the link in our YouTube, I should say. And then check out us on social media uh, to buy tickets to hang out with me, Chris. Uh, we got uh, Christina Poncher's coming, Zilhai Zhang. We got some guys from Fight Hub coming through. Joe Tessitore told me he was coming through. I'm excited, Chris. Oh, Joe? Yeah. Joe, he texted me. Joe texted me and was like, so what gives? You don't invite me to your pregame party? I was like, well, I figured you're going to be calling the fight. You might be a little busy. He's like, I'm coming. That's awesome. That's awesome. We uh, we got Ronica Jeffries coming, too. She's a former world champion and trainer of Rick Leeson, so... She's coming by. Um, Paulie Malinaji wanted to come. I was talking to him this morning, but he's working the uh, TL, T, T, TCL. He's always working. Uh, yeah, that he's dude. I, he's I, people call me the biggest, busiest guy. It's definitely Paulie. I am. I'm taking a. I'm taking second chair on that one. Are you excited for? It's like almost like a homecoming party for you too. I feel like I'm fighting. I, I feel like I'm, I'm talking to people about like, oh, we got an event, we got to go here. Selling it's like, tickets. It, it's just like going back in my my fight. To, yeah, selling tickets and. You know, sending links to 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 sales and uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. I get get to see a lot of people, New, a lot of New York people. I haven't got to see all in one place at once. So yeah, and we, and we got a fight night too. A uh, really good fight. I know, so, really good fight. Yeah, really so good fight. We'll head over uh, to Jack Doyle's four to seven this Saturday. So if you're in the New York area and you want to can, come say hello, buy a ticket and come hang out with us. We'll have giveaways uh, too. Not to mention Jack Doyle's is awesome. Great that bar. Place is, it's huge. Yeah, it's a great bar. It's a huge fight fight hub of of new york city and people who don't know about it this is a good nice way to, to be intro to it yeah um it's a great pre-fight destination yeah it's really close to the garden we'll have yankees red Sox on and all the other sports uh nba final so it's gonna be an awesome time um a lot of big fights this weekend so all over the globe uh mayweather's in action this weekend tfemo taylor obviously uh rigandow's in there jaime Mangia, sonny edwards uh, there's also ufc this weekend ufc 289 is sure to pack a punch and DraftKings is the place to use that and open up the app and make some bets. So go ahead and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code IBL. New customers can make a $5 uh, bet on UFC 289 and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code IBL. Amanda Nunes fighting this weekend. So there's a lot of action of course, I'll have my parlays, too. Uh, I've been on a little bit of a roll. I'm trying to find my parlay for this weekend. So UFC is also this weekend. So DraftKings is the place to be if you want uh, to play some bets on combat sports and all sports. And you can do so with using our code IBL. All you got to do is place a $5 bet on UFC 289, and you get $200 in bonus bets. I love that deal. You love yeah. it, Chris? I love it. Love it. I, I would do it, but I'm in Florida, and DraftKings doesn't allow me to make bets down here. So, well, when you're going to be in New York this weekend, so you're going to be pop, 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 pop. Soon, as soon as I land and I put my <laughs> VPN in New York City, boom, let's go. We're rolling, baby. So let's get into it. We have a huge fight this weekend. Uh, 140 pound division. I said I would get excited about this fight as it got closer and closer. What is? Is it a bigger fight a few years ago? Of course, uh, but it's still a damn good fight. We're gonna figure out um, if Josh Taylor really is the goods at 140. We're gonna figure out if Tia Fimo still has it because the last time he saw Tia Fimo, he was in the ring saying 
Do I still have it? So I'll ask you, Chris, which fighter is closer to their best? Josh Taylor or Tiafimo Lopez? I mean, what am I, a mind reader? Am I a soothsayer? Am I, am I gonna rub my 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 magic ball? These guys are so unpredictable. Both of them. You know, they have so many outside of the ring issues. Um, you know, some of it being mental health, some of it being just social stuff, they getting in trouble. I mean, there's so many factors, injuries as well. Josh Taylor's got a, had a string of injuries, which have pushed off a bunch of fights. He hasn't fought in 16 months. Mm. So I think that's a that's a big issue. I think it would be more of an issue if it was Tio, because Tio is much more of a rhythm fighter. Once he finds that rhythm and gets those shoulders going and fires, it means it's a thing of beauty. Him being out of the ring, I think, would bother me a lot more than Taylor. And his Taylor, man, I mean, listen, he's a craftsman, but he's a bruiser. He's a physical guy. You know, he's a southpaw. He, he, he's a big, long guy, but he likes to fight in the inside. He fights really well in the inside. He's not opposed to pushing you and, and, and being rough and making it rough and hitting body and countering from the inside. So um, I think the time off will affect Taylor less. But the fact that Tio has been so active, even though he's fighting in a new weight class, I think is really good for him because he's a rhythm fighter. When he finds that shoulder rhythm and gets your timing, he's a very, very dangerous guy, even when he's undersized at 140, as I believe he is. Yes, uh, he is a rhythm fighter, and I and I think that Josh Taylor has a lot of the attributes, physical uh, advantages, likes to fight on the inside. He's going to try to disrupt the female's rhythm. He's going to try to get him out of that uh, those moments. I think where- he fights on the inside too much. I agree too. The guy, the, another guy that 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 asked me about his jab numbers or Ben Davison when he was training him would be like, "Hey, what are, what are Josh's uh, jab numbers?" And I was like, "Dude, he lands like two jabs around. Like this guy, he's <laughs> got a long reach. He's the tall. He's like your height, pretty much. Like yeah, a tall, tall, rangy, and almost you, exactly, yeah, right. And you're a guy that used your jab and you you used your your physical advantages. He likes to get on the inside and bang, which should be interesting. I think the fans at home would like that. Uh, it would make for a better TV fight, and that's something that that Josh has done, especially in that pro rate fight. They fought in a damn phone booth, but um, yeah, the 16 months off. There's there's so many like arguments and counter arguments for both guys like Josh Taylor I think obviously is number one in the division he hasn't lost yet and he was undisputed um but yet- he hasn't lost on paper but a lot of people thought that he lost the Catterall fight right um so it did tarnish the Definitely. Uh, not, not I'm not saying it should it should may, may potentially change his ranking because no one else is undefeated that way class so he got the win he was the top dog and he he was one of the guys who collected the belts to be undisputed, which is rare these days. We're getting a lot of people who are beating one guy and then becoming undisputed. He collected them from the champions. That's uh, that's really honorable, and I, I have a lot more respect for those guys than you know the guys who are able to knock somebody off and collect them all at once. Yeah, like you always say, like not every undisputed is built uh, the same, but not what, every what, champion is built the same. Exactly. Romero is a champion. <laughs> Yeah, he is for for now. Uh, we, he might be uh, vacating that. Um, but with Taylor, it's like, all right, the 16 months off, um, the fact that he was dropped against Catterall, the fact that by many accounts people thought he lost. I thought he lost on that night, but he still got the, the W, and he's he is the champ, and many people have him as number one. You know, he also has trouble making the weight. He says that, you know, I got to, uh, you know, this time I'm doing it easier. I'm more focused. I was trying, I was cutting corners last time. Uh, looked a little sluggish. Uh, in in that fight uh, with Catterall, but you know people are still just forgetting about the 16 months. They're forgetting how he looked against Catterall. They're still thinking that he's number one. So that's what I like. I think about Taylor. It's like, yeah, I think he probably is number one at 140. But there's so many things going against him, um, physically wise. And you look at Tiafimo, hasn't looked himself since what the 12th round against Lomachenko. That's almost three years ago now. 
It's crazy how fast that's all going. Like his last fight was a split decision win over Sandor Martin, where he was dropped early and later, like I said, caught on uh, that hot mic. But the counter argument to all those to all of what I just said about T. Fiona, the negatives, the positives, or what you just said is that this is now his third fight at 140. He's active. He's now close to 25 years old, entering his his prime. I'll never know what's going on in his head. He has said some wild things in the recent in recent months, recent weeks, recent days, just his fight week. So I don't know what's going on in his personal life. I think that's a big part. But it's very hard to figure out who is closer to their best. But I think we can both agree that Tio is the more active fighter and maybe the more closer to his prime. So I would edge Tiafimo being closest to what we saw in Lomachenko uh, than Taylor to the pro grade fight. Well, really, I mean, the the difference in the Tio and the uh, Lomachenko fight is just that Tio was disciplined. He fought a disciplined fight for 12 rounds. And if he's going to beat Josh Taylor, because Josh, it's a, it's a, it's a, High mountain to climb because Josh Taylor, like we're, we've both been praising him. He's he's a fantastic fighter. I think a lot of people on this side of the world forget how good Josh was when he was t- when he was tearing through. He beat Progre. He beat Ramirez. Those two, arguably, either one of those could be a career defining win. And he did both of them within a year. I mean, it was very 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 impressive uh, against super top guys who are undefeated and in their their primes as well. Um, but if Tio's going to win this fight. He has to pull out a Lomachenko-type performance where he can be completely disciplined for 12 rounds. Because Tio, I, listen, I, I'm, I've been bullish on Tio for a long time. I think his talent is is head and shoulders above almost everyone around him. Um, and when he dials it in, he's a. It's a, like I, I keep saying, it's a thing of beauty because the way he moves and rolls and fires those shots, and he's got he has game-changing power at any time, even at 140. So he need if if he can just go out there and be himself which is a, a tall order, apparently, um, you know, I, I could see him pulling out the win. But if he's anything less than than 100% of who Tiafimo could be, he loses his fight. Yeah, it's a really hard fight to pick. It's a really hard fight to predict. It's impossible. It's, it's, really, impossible, it's one of the hardest yeah. fights I've ever had um, to predict. Would you agree? Both guys are too unpredictable. They're, they're both so, uh, uh, you know, they're both so all over the place and you never know who's going to show up. I, I've been in fight weeks with Tio, like during, you know, leading up to some of his biggest fights. And I'm like, are we even going to get there? You know, cause his, he's so up and down, yep. but then he pulls out an, a, an incredible performance. He did with Lomachenko. I'm like, Oh, he's going to get killed. He just, he's all over the place. He's so up and down. And then he put on one of the most disciplined performances I've ever seen against uh, one of the best fighters of our generation. So I, listen, I can never, I can never count that kid out. I don't care what he's going through personally, what he's saying, yeah. how crazy it seems like he is, or how un, you know, how out of control he might seem. I will never, I will never count that kid out because he's one of those people who he walks a tightrope and he can, he can make it happen. Yeah, one of the f- hardest fights uh, to handicap. I'm going back and forth. Um, DraftKings right now has Taylor as the minus one ninety favorite. I'm surprised that's not even a little wider. Maybe it will get wider as we get closer to the fight. Taylor by decision. I, think, I, think, I thought that's a little wide. Yeah, Taylor by decision plus 175. Uh, Taylor by knockout plus 250. So you can get pretty much a Taylor win or decision or knockout for plus money. Tiafimo by stoppage plus 450. Hmm. That is a pretty... That's I, not a bad bet. That's not a bad bet at all. Like... I think I'm taking T.O. money line, and I'm going to parlay it with Sonny Edwards' decision, which I think is a lock. I mean, yeah. and that's plus 200. Uh, that might be my my pick of the week. Hmm. But for this fight, I mean, like, you look at their resumes. 
the resume edge goes to, to Taylor. Um, the activity goes to to to, uh, to yeah. Fimo, and then you get into like the physical stuff. Like you would know obviously better than me, but we can break it down the physical stuff too. It's like Taylor has those clear advantages. He can disrupt Tiafimo's rhythm if he chooses to box, which he never does. But he ha- but he has he has clear disadvantages as well. One, struggling to make the weight. He's a huge forty pounder. Um, he's thirty two years of age now, making that weight harder and harder. Uh, that that fasciitis, that fascia damage to the insole of his foot, that's a shitty injury. Are we still talking? Think, about, I feel like that whole that whole thing. What just like no one talks about it anymore. Yeah, well, I still have talking about it because that injury <laughs> takes a really long time to heal. Sometimes never heals. And when you got a guy who needs to make weight, needs to run, needs to do everything in a boxing ring has is going to affect that. You got to jump rope. You got to shadow box. You got to run. You got to do plyometrics. You got to spar. All of those things are going to affect that. It's really difficult to allow enough rest for that to to heal so that's a that's a big issue for me and that's a, a point of contention that i've been bringing up quite a bit if that thing is still a problem that's a major major handicap yeah we were talking about it a lot in like march and april when the fight got announced it's like that's the reason why the fight with caterall one of the many cancellations was the plantar fasciitis and but many were like well i think that was just an excuse he, he used not to get out to get out of the caterall fight because when he, he announced that he had the foot injury and then later that night they almost got into a fight Catterall ringside and they showed Taylor hop up out of his seat so like I haven't heard much about it I, I'm not doubting it like but I haven't heard much about it but that's another thing to add on to the layoff and the, the being 32 years old and trying to make 140 uh, which is not easy uh, it's really hard fight I, I honestly think value wise if I'm going by like just straight up odds like I think T, uh, Tia is a live dog so I, I think oh, I'm fair. taking oh, Tia yes. Fimo money line I'm not as feeling as bold as to go Tiafimo stoppage, but like a Tiafimo money line is kind of speaking to me. Yeah. Uh, seeing him stopping Taylor, not that it's impossible. Um, I just think at the weight because of the size and also the dog that's in Taylor, Taylor's, Taylor's a tough, that's a, that's another dog. thing. How do, how do we, he can he's just turn it on. Right. Yeah. He's a super tough guy, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I could see Tio fighting a disciplined fight and being able to use his athleticism, his explosiveness to, uh, to shock Taylor. But um, I don't know. The the issue for me is is the consistency of of Taylor's work. Yeah, he's a he's a volume fighter, and he pushes a pace even when it doesn't suit him best. Um, but Te- I don't think Teo can keep up with that. So if 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 Teo can you listen, Teo is incredibly sharp, explosive, and dangerous. And when he's on his boxing IQ, he's a very very hard guy to get get, get close to. Ask Lomachenko. And Lomachenko was a, a consummate inside fighter. He was fantastic getting on the inside. Had a lot of trouble getting on the inside with him throughout the entire fight, even when he was having his, his moments. Mm. Um, so if he can if he can keep Taylor in a box, I, I, yeah, that's 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 the thing. But if if Taylor puts the pra- the pace and the volume the way he does, I can't see Taylor c- keeping up with that. Oh, I think that's how Taylor's going to win. Like he's he's a pace fighter. He's not going to just come out and start jabbing and and moving around. That would that's he's never done that. So like, well, he might because Teo is a dangerous puncher. He's one of those guys. Like he's one of those guys. Like I've been in fights where guys throw punches and they just whiz by, and I'm like, nope, can't get hit with that. Can't get hit with that. I gotta be I gotta be really cautious now. But you know what I mean? Like there's so many variables to to Taylor. Like we just explained, there's so many unpredictable things. But the one predictable thing about Taylor is the way he fights. So I don't think he might. I don't he fights. Think, he he, he fights. Box. He, he brawls, fights. and and yeah. it, could, it could be a, a really fun night. So yeah, I, I think like on the video we're about to put out on our YouTube page, our predictions one that we shot a few weeks. We both back. We both picked Taylor decision, but 
I reserve the right to change my mind, of course. Hey, that's not betting. Prediction now I'm betting on. I'm betting. Now that I saw the odds, I'm betting. Betting are different. Yeah. Hey, people at home, we look at the line. Yeah. We look at what makes sense. This is boxing. This is betting. Yeah, Taylor yeah. Uh, Tfimo two fifty or, or excuse me, uh, it's plus money for, for Tfimo money line. Uh, so I think that's what I'm going with. Um, it's gonna be a fun night, fun card. Uh, Xander Zayas will be uh, fighting in the co-main. He obviously he's the pride of Puerto Rico. It's Puerto Rican Day weekend, uh, so it'll be lively in there. Bruce Carrington is on the card. They got some other some of their other really good prospects are. Uh, down uh, the Henry line. LeBron, they, Henry got, LeBron, they got a yeah. bunch of. They, it's a very, it's a very. Um, Omar Rosario's on the card as yeah. well. He just fought over on Pro Box. Look great. Got a great knockout. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's a very Puerto Rican heavy undercard, which Top Rank is brilliant at doing that on on, on the weekend. It's actually strange to not see a Puerto Rican main event like we've always seen right. for. I mean, I can't remember the last time it wasn't. So right. um, I believe that Xander Zayas is going to be the next. I agree. Puerto Rican star who's going to be headlining these weekends from mm-hmm. from now on for 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 quite a long time. Over- um, he's not he's not right there yet, obviously. But listen, we got an awesome main event. That listen, Puerto Ricans love boxing. Puerto Rican fans are are, are great boxing fans, so yeah. they're going to enjoy the fight as well. Not Puerto Rican are the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They will be walking Josh Taylor into the ring performing. Now, isn't it the Red Hot Chili something else? Is like, uh, is it the Peppers? No, I I'm pretty sure it's them. Like, Let's like just the, some other like Red Hot. Red Hot Chili, uh, something else. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Red Hot Chili. I thought it was like some Scottish band. That's oh well, I stand corrected. You look that up, and I will tell you uh, about Hello Fresh. They are back with us here at Inside Boxing Live. It's summertime. No one wants to cook in the summer. I want to just go home and eat healthy, but also not cook. So Hello Fresh has you locked and has you ready. Uh, it's here to take the work out of eating well. Reach. Oh, that doesn't make sense. He's here to take the work out of eating well. Reach your goals with delicious calories, smart protein lunch, and dinner options, plus a new vegan recipes. HelloFresh seasonal ingredients are picked at peak ripeness. Chris knows all about peak ripeness uh, with his avocados. And travel from farm uh, to your doorstep in less than seven days of flesh, uh, flesh, fresh flavor in every bite. HelloFresh delivers mouth-watering, chef-crafted recipes and fresh ingredients to your door so you can spend less time meal uh, planning and more time hanging out on the couch watching The Real Housewives like Chris does every single night. 40 recipes, 100 seasonal uh, and convenience items to choose from each week. You always find the meals uh, everyone at the table will enjoy. I love HelloFresh. Chris, you love HelloFresh. We're on the go. I do. You're busy. I'm busy. They got me running around on the streets today. It's smoky. I'm going to go home. I have it waiting for me. I'm going to put those ingredients together and have it myself a night. Nice. Yeah, I, I love it too. I mean, I like to cook, but it's nice when it's all laid out for you. You don't have to think as much. That's what I'm talking about. Um, and with HelloFresh, uh, you can get a pretty good deal here. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Boxing16. Use code Boxing16 for 16 free meals. That is a lot of meals, plus free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash Bossing16 and start using America's number one meal kit today. Um, we, we make you guys money with our bets, our bet <laughs> insights, and we give you these deals. Like, why would you not tune in and tell all your friends to tune in? Like, you're, we're, like we're, we're literally good. putting money in your pocket. Damn right. Uh, we're on the rise. John Boy Boxing on the rise. Um, a fight that we don't know if it's on the rise. I think it's dead. DOA. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, you got it's, it? It's, it's Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, let's go. Pipers, Pipers. Pipers? Pipers. They, 
Pipers. Oh my dude. god! I was telling people at the office that Red Hot Chili Peppers are going to be at the fight. Yeah, no, that's insane to think. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Pipers is one of the best Pipers. cover band they have, they, names they, ever. A guy with a bagpipe, dude. Come on, they're Scottish. The Red Hot Chili Peppers are not Scottish. So we're gonna have a. <laughs> it's a bagpipe team. So not we're gonna have an arena full Damn. of. Puerto Ricans. Uh, Puerto Ricans. Um, and New York, New York fans. New York fans, and then they're going to play those bagpipes, and yep. it's gonna it. Ronnie's coming to the fight. His first, his first foray, sitting ringside with us. You ready for the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers? I might climb Pipers. in. I might climb into the ring. Well, we will be. At you might wear a kilt, Ronnie. You should you know wear what? a kilt. I feel like you're you're very uh, adventurous with your your outfits. Oh yeah, I mean, right after the party, I mean, uh, well, we're gonna be at the bar for like five hours. So. so Ronnie might jump in the ring. He might be the first ever ring yeah, I'm, ring I'm really man. Glad I'm not. I'm not commentating this one. I yeah. told I told Dan I might uh, recreate Fan Man. Indoors, Ooh. indoors. Yeah. Well, there are like at the theater. There are there are those yeah. like balcony seats. Right. Those catwalks. Yeah. 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 Good luck hitting that ring. It's always really small. Yeah, and you know, um, trying to be a bullseye, but you know, we'll yeah, see. The, the, top rank credentialed you. The theater ring. The, thing, the theater <laughs> ring is small. <laughs> I thought there a bunch of times. It was a really small ring. Yes. You ready? Red Red Hot Chili Pipers. Red Hot Chili Pipers. Pipers. There'll be a bunch of JM people in in the crowd. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um. Canelo Bivol will end the show with this. Um, according to Bivol's manager, Chris, Canelo and his team are offering the exact same terms and money for the rematch. Um, his manager told ESPN Knockout, they don't want the rematch. They know that they lost very badly in the first fight, and they have even less of a chance to winning the second one. When did you ever hear of a fighter who, after losing a rematch, asked for the same terms? I'm not surprised by this. No, I mean... I don't know, man. I, th- there's so many snags hitting. That th- there's there's so many other things going on around this. Uh, it's very easy to bypass Bivol. If if he really wanted the fight, which it seems like he does, but that doesn't really mean anything. It's a it's a bit of misdirection. Um, but there's there's so many things going on. When I first heard that it was happening, I was like, oh man, dang it. It was it was it, of the three fights that are possible, which we're talking about: Bivol, Benavidez, and Berlanga. Bivol's the one I want the least. So yeah. I, 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 w- I was upset when we were first talking about it. But, yeah, th- there's there's a lot of snags and a lot of problems that, that, that can make this fight not happen. I, I don't I don't think this one's Well, happen. we hope it doesn't happen. I think me and you are both on the same page. Don't want to see it. I don't give Canelo much of a chance. Um, yeah. I'd rather yeah. see Canelo fight Benavidez. Um, I like that. I, th- I like that one next. I okay. think that's the smartest move. I agree, too. I also don't think that Canelo Bivol 2 is dead in the water. Like, his man, this is all negotiations. This is all plays. Like, this is the first... Canelo slides that first envelope over. It's the exact same terms. They go to the media, um, Bivol's team, and they say, can you believe this Canelo guy? He's he's trying to give us the same terms. Disrespect in Bivol, who's like a fan favorite now. Like, we're not doing this. We'll move on. So then Canelo's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess oh, we'll, well. <laughs> we'll either oh well or if I really. I'll make the same amount of money fighting Berlanga. Right. Or Canelo can say either, oh, well, or Canelo can say, I really want this for my legacy and I really need to avenge that loss. Okay, well, we'll give you a few more, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll change but, the But that's the my divvy. point, though. What you say in public and what happens at, at, the, at, the, at the boardroom table are two different things. When they slide that offer over, it's like, oh, no, they don't really want the fight. He's saying he wants to fight, but that's not a legitimate offer. Yeah. Um, another thing is the weight. They say that the weight is an issue. Bivol wants the fight at 168 uh, because he wants he Canelo's does. titles. 
Um, Canelo wants it at 175 because Canelo doesn't want to give up his titles and doesn't want mm-hmm. people to say, oh, you weight drained Bivol. So I do think there are some obstacles for this fight being made. It isn't as easy as, oh, we're getting this September. We're already uh, in June. Uh, it's starting to tick away. But I honestly have said this for a minute now. Canelo has backed himself into a corner. This is a guy for the last eight or nine years who has been the ultimate businessman and the one who calls the shots and has made such good business moves, uh, kind of learned f- from Mayweather. But now he's got himself in a little bit of a corner. It's either Bivol at 168, maybe 175 if, if he gets his way, or he's going to have to see Benavidez because Benavidez's team, Samson uh, Lukowitz, offered him $50 million for one fight and said that we don't care what David makes. Give David the bare minimum. And I actually do weirdly believe this because... I think Benavides realizes, like, if I beat Canelo and I knock him out and I become undisputed, I'll take lesser money on the Canelo deal for what it will give me status-wise in the sport, will give me legacy-wise. I get in the driver's seat. $50 million, that's a serious offer if it's real from Canelo, uh, excuse me, from Likowitz to Canelo's team. I believe it. So listen to this little little history lesson back mm-hmm. on to, to my little insight into my negotiating back in the day. I was offered Lucas Matisse or Ruslan Pavanikov. More money for Matisse, which I I love that fight. I always thought that was a great fight. I, okay. I was a big fan of his, and I thought Spirit Sharing Room would have been great, and I, and I, th- I thought I would have beat him. So it was two fights that were offered to me. I had more money for Matisse on a Golden Boy show. I took Ruslan, who was more dangerous in my eyes, in most people's eyes, and less money, but it was for a world title. Right. And it changed my life. So I understand the Benavidez team and where they're at, and taking that kind of thing. Listen, it happens. We don't always go for the money. Some of us are real warriors, and we we go for it. We, we want to make it happen. Also, some of us are really smart, and we see ahead, and we better ourselves. I think Benavidez's team is that type of type of guy. They believe in their own uh, skill set. They believe in what they are. They're betting on themselves. And uh, I would I would believe that. I would I don't I don't think that's cap. I think that <laughs> is probably the truth. It's for real, for real, not cap. No, no cap. On God. <laughs> it's so crazy here. You said that. Well, that, that just shows you that I'm like now becoming one. Hanging out with Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie and all the 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 Jam kids here at, at Jumbo. Yeah, um, I oh, think yeah. It's for, smart. for the people at home. Yeah, Dan and I are the oldest people in Jamboy Media by like yes. a decade. They call me old man Dan for a reason. Um, and I'm five. Year, I'm five years older than Dan. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Benavides is, is is smart here. I think it's the only way yeah. to entice Canelo is overpay. Take less, uh, make it an offer that is so sweet that if Canelo declines it, he's clearly ducking. Even though I hate that term, but I tell you, Canelo's backed himself into a corner, man. It's either it's either Bivol or it's Benavides, and it's. it's I got- said to fight Edgar. Berlanga, I saw Berlanga in Orlando. Like he wants that fight. Of course he does. Who doesn't want that fight? Of course he does. I mean, but listen, I, I, if I'm Canelo. I got to ask this earlier. What are you going to do? Because because uh, uh, I don't know if you saw De La Hoyas came out and said that you know Canelo is probably going to retire soon. And I've actually I've heard that as well in a couple of different places. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, really, I wouldn't be shocked at all. What else are you going to do? He, once a guy starts talking about being a professional golf golfer mm-hmm. while he's still fighting in between major fights, you're like, all right, he's already he's already halfway out the door. So yeah, if I'm if I'm Canelo and and really the legacy is a big thing for me. I'm going right to Benavidez in September because there's still a, a a good chance to beat Benavidez. Like we saw we saw that in the last fight with with uh, Caleb Plant, um, and then go right to Bivol. 
you want this legacy? You want to go chase the legacy? You want an opportunity to try and beat this guy again? I don't think you do, but hey, listen, anything can happen. Listen, when we look back at Alexis Arguello losing twice to Aaron, uh, to Aaron Pryor in in his third weight class, way out of his weight range, and he lost to him two times, did that really tarnish Arguello's career? No. He's a, he's a legend. Canelo's going to be a legend no matter what, even if he, if he loses to, to Bivol twice. He's daring to be great. He's going up in weight. Now, if it happens to 68 and loses all his belts, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, I, if I'm if I'm Canelo and I, and I want out soon, I'm going for the biggest money paydays, which is Benavidez and then Bivol, and then I'm off into the sunset. I love it. I love it. I love putting the pressure on Canelo. I love seeing him how he react to this. I love seeing who he'll choose. If it's Berlanga, I think he's it's it's going to be a tough sell for that fight. It's going to be really tough sell after the couple of fights that Canelo uh, run that that he's been on. Um, we'll see. Fifty million dollars. We'll we gotta, we, we got to see how how. Edgar looks in July. If he goes out there and he blasts out Quigley, which take it for what it is. I mean, um, Andrade beat Quigley pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, Andrade's a phenomenal, phenomenal fighter. That right, but he's not really known as a knockout guy, and he was able to blast out Quigley in two rounds. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's the problem. So now if Edgar, if Edgar goes eight or nine or ten or struggles, it's going to be hard to make that. That Canelo fight, or right? He'll be out there too. Then Canelo back really against the wall because yeah, that's one yeah. less guy you can really sell to the public. Where your fights are on pay per view and you really have to sell. All right, fun weekend ahead. Um, go check us out at Jack Doyle's restaurant and bar if you're in the New York City area. Even if you're not going to the fight and you just want to hang out, me, Chris, and Zeal Hai Zhang, um, and a whole slew of other New York personalities. The uh, John Boy is actually coming. Jimmy O'Brien, the John Boy. Ooh. Who'll be okay. at the fight party? Ronnie will be there. Referee Kevin will be there. Justin Panic, Paxton Ella, Joe's McFly, and many Panic, of the others. Panic, the heavy bag champion, will be. We should have Panic. Panic. Do, I think we're gonna have Panic thumb wrestle uh, Zilai Zhang. Uh, I would love to see what his hand would look like in in Zhang's hand because Zhang's got he's got, a mitt, he got uh, hammers. I'm so excited yeah. to hang out with him. I'm shout out to the oh, dude. I wish uh, people at home who don't know Zhang is super funny and like a really like good guy like it, uh, th- I'm, I'm excited to hang with him too yeah. he's a really funny guy that's gonna be awesome so everyone check us out there enjoy the fights this weekend keep your hands up at all times protect yourselves at all times stay out of the smoke in new york city and out of those dms as well we're out